I think it's really hard to build a future with people who can't recognize your past, where we came from, where they came from. It's very important for both sides to recognize the history of where we've come from. And, and it makes it very hard for me to believe that, that we can build a future and, and we can have the type of relationship we need to have peace without being able to even acknowledge a truthful history of the other side. I'm Scott Kahn, and this is The Orthodox Conundrum. This is The Orthodox Conundrum on JewishCoffeeHouse.com. I'm Scott Kahn. Har Habayit, the Temple Mount, plays a huge role in Jewish history. As the land of Israel is the geographic center of Judaism and the Jewish people, Har Habayit is the foundational location of the land of Israel. Indeed, all holiness emanates from the Temple Mount, and for thousands of years, Jews have prayed toward Har Habayit. Whether a person should ascend the Temple Mount nowadays is a question fraught with halachic and political significance. Personally, I'm generally not in favor of going up to Har Habayit for various reasons that range from the halachic and the theological to the practical and the political. I've never personally been on the Temple Mount, and should someone ask for my personal opinion, I would generally discourage it. Nonetheless, I fully recognize and accept that many people, far, far greater and more knowledgeable than I, encourage ascending Harabite and experience that ascent as both inspirational and important. And while it's not what I do, I'm very glad that those who want to do so today have that opportunity now that the Temple Mount is under Israeli sovereignty. But that's not even why the incident recounted in the following interview is so disturbing to me. As you'll hear, Shana B. Hirsch, a digital marketer who's originally from Pittsburgh and now lives in Yerushalayim, had an experience on the Temple Mount where she was literally arrested for simply acknowledging that there was a temple, multiple temples actually, on the Temple Mount. Let me say that again. She was arrested by the waqf, who have immediate control over the site, because she had the temerity to say on Facebook Live that the site of the Dome of the Rock was once the site of the Jewish temple. The fact that Jews are generally not allowed to pray on the Temple Mount is absurd, it's upsetting. But the dismissal of history, the denial of verifiable fact because it violates a more convenient narrative, is cause for dejection and despondency. A dispute that's based on different interpretations of verifiable fact is a dispute which, at the very least, is predicated upon some form of truth. A dispute in which two sides disagree about facts which are themselves open to question at least doesn't deny reality itself. But if a dispute involves one side simply changing the facts because they don't like those facts where inconvenient reality gives way for preferable fantasy, which is then treated as reality, I don't know how there can ever be a real accommodation. The two sides are living in two completely disparate worlds, one of reality and one of fantasy. I'm in favor of coming to an agreement with the Palestinians, at least in theory. Should the Palestinian side negotiate in good faith, and should they have the credibility and strength to allow Israelis to believe that an agreement will be implemented on the ground and not remain a worthless piece of paper, count me in. But I don't see how we can ever envision a real end to a conflict 
where indisputable fact itself is simply altered, turning Jewish longing and historical reality into colonialism and empire. Fortunately, Shana's experience has caused some changes already on the Temple Mount, and I commend her for her bravery, her insistence on historical truth, and for telling her story on today's short podcast. Shana B. Hirsch, thank you very much for joining me today on the Orthodox Conundrum to share your crazy story. It was very crazy. It felt very unreal while it was happening. Let me open up by asking, why did you go up to Harabite, the Temple Mount? What was the reason you went up there that day? Um, so I go up a few times every year. I'm really into Second Temple Commonwealth history um, and buildings. Um, I was actually up there that day with a friend who has recently come to Israel and never been up there before. So I thought it was really cool to show her around there. Was she the one who was recording the Facebook video? No, I was recording it. She was actually in the background in the beginning of the video and uh, some walk security actually separated us and brought her over to another uh, place while I was being questioned. Okay, so let's get into that. Can you describe the incident, exactly what you were doing, what happened and so forth? And whatever you describe, I do recommend that people watch the video because it's I'm sure crazier than can be described verbally. But still, why don't you tell our listeners what exactly happened? Um, so I, I was doing a Facebook live, uh, mostly for my friends in the United States. Um, I have a lot of Christian friends from high school who, uh, would give their right arm to be able to walk around Jerusalem. And, uh, I, I thought they would really love to see what was up there and, uh, some of the, the pieces that you can see. Uh, it's really, really amazing, uh, archeological, uh, artifacts that you can see up there. And so I was just sort of talking a little bit. Um, I actually hadn't really even got to the, you know, I really wanted to show them around where the Basilica was because that, that's in the New Testament a lot. And I didn't even get over to that point. I was just sort of introducing the the scene itself when when I, I mentioned that something had been carbon dated to the Second Temple era and uh, walk security started telling me that I wasn't allowed to say that. Wasn't allowed to say what? The word temple, actually. The word temple um, is verboten up there. Yes. <laughs> so what exactly is the problem? Having seen the video, I know the answer, but I'd love to hear exactly what it sounded like to you. As the walk security guard said, um, that from the time of Adam until the mosque was built, there was never anything there. There was no temple. In fact, they, they, it, it seemed to sort of make them, uh, later on after the video, I was, I was taken uh, for more interrogation, and they, they were even more confused and upset that I was claiming that there were many temples there, because uh, uh, as a lot of people don't know about history, is besides for the really three to four Jewish temples that were up on that site, there was a, a temple to Jupiter, there's been a church, there, there's even been a shul up there. It was called like the cave. And, it, you know, they seem to really be like thrown by by all of those facts. When you first started talking to that officer from the walk from the video, I wasn't even sure that he was an officer. I thought he might just be another visitor who was complaining. Did you realize right away that this was a person in a position of authority? Um, so I've been, I, because I go up there so often, I know that one, um, it, it's something I always tell somebody that I bring up there is is everyone there is a spy. Um, every single person that is around there is is waiting to report uh, somebody to the waqf. Um, but yeah, based on his clothing and and the fact that he had a um, a security radio, I knew right away that that he was a waqf security guard. And immediately he started telling you and arguing about the archaeological facts. 
he cited, it sounds like some obscure archaeologist whom you said, yeah, that's one out of a thousand. I'm not even sure what that was exactly. I've actually looked up uh, a Professor Dan Bahat and he uh, acknowledges that there were temples there. Uh, so, so even he, the one person even... he was talking about doesn't even say what he said they said. Yes. There are some archaeologists that aren't well regarded, but do say that there was nothing there. Um, but he wasn't even quoting from one that said that. It seems to me that those who would claim that are probably akin to conspiracy theorists of one kind or another in terms of their credibility. That's my personal take as a non-archaeologist. Right. Uh, I, I would say that the archaeological community would, would consider them in that field too. Okay. Now, when he went over there, he first started arguing with you the point saying that from Adam, there's only been a mosque here. It sounded like he was even yes. saying from the time of Adam, there was actually a mosque all those years, and then it was simply replaced. You even corrected him and said, that's not even a mosque. The Dome of the Rock isn't technically a mosque which was not something which made him particularly happy to hear. That's not the response he was looking for. But you looked actually pretty calm and collected. Were you nervous when this was happening? Because you suddenly said, well, it looks like I'm being arrested. And I would have been pretty terrified being arrested by the Waqf, and you seemed pretty okay with it. Was that what you were really feeling? Um, I think it, it seemed kind of unreal. It, it, to me, I, I describe it as this sort of... Uh, feeling that I was uh, at the Mad Hatter's tea party, you know, everything that was up was down. Um, and it, it, I did not feel terrified at the time because I was just sort of uh, dealing with the moment and what was being said to me. Once the video was turned off, because the last thing that we, the viewers saw was you being arrested, what happened when you were brought into an interrogation room? Um, so they want they they uh, it was good that I turned off my phone because they uh, I was able to put it inside my clothes. They wanted to take my phone. I, I don't think they understood that taking my phone wouldn't have stopped me from sharing that video because it was already live. And uh, there, there I was questioned by a number of uh, there were a few more security guards. And uh, what I'm fairly certain was a, a, a iman of the waqf, a, a cleric. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, seemed more adamant than the security that there was never a temple there, that uh, before I could be released, I had to stop lying and I had to uh, prove that there had been a temple there. Um, to be fair, none of them enjoyed the jokes I made while being questioned. What jokes did you uh, make? Well, I did tell them that I was uh, sure I, I was going to prove a temple was there. I was just going to pull the carbon dating kit out of my backpack that I clearly carry around all the time. As we all um, do, of course. Yes, we all do. Uh, no one thought that was funny, though. So. <laughs> they might be worried you actually were going to do it. They were insisting that you deny that there ever were a temple there or prove that they were a temple. The burden of proof, of course, being on you to prove what every archaeologist knows. So what happened? How did you eventually get past that? Because you're clearly no longer uh, under arrest. I honestly, I just repeating again and again what, what I knew was facts. Um, I, and I, it really seemed to throw them that I was claiming not only was there Jewish temples there, but there were other temples and there was a church. They, they really like didn't, didn't know how to handle those claims. I also kept saying that I knew this was illegal, um, that they weren't allowed to detain me for this. Um, and, and eventually they turned me over to the Israeli police. On the Temple Mount? By one of the, the exits, they, they turned me over to the police there. So wait, the, is that... The Israeli police are not on the Temple Mount and, and don't go up on the Temple Mount. So it's right by the Temple Mount, right by the entrance, or one of the entrances. Right, like uh, into the Arab Shuk. 
So was what they did, at least according to the Waqif rules, legal? We know that there are rules that Jews are not allowed to pray on the Temple Mount. Is there also such a rule that you actually can't say that there was ever a temple there? Because I never heard of such a rule. So since then, um, actually Friday morning, um, the chief of of, uh, police for religious sites of Jerusalem, or rather the commander, the Mifaked, I'm not sure how you would translate Mm -hmm. that into English, has been in touch with me. On the Israeli uh, side. On the Israeli side, um, and uh, I don't know if you've seen, but since then, um, he, he was actually taken in by the Israeli police for harassment of me. And you mean the person who, who arrested you? The one officer that I have on video, the, I don't know what if anything is happening to the other, but he, he's uh, not allowed to work on the Temple Mount for five months. Also, when the walk handed me over to the Israeli police, sort of the Israeli police, uh, while the walk was, was clearly waiting for this, sort of paid lip service to the walk. The officers told me, you really can't see, say that there was a Beit HaMikdash there while you're up there. Um, and that was one of the most upsetting things for me to hear the Israeli police say that. Did they say that in front of the walk or were they saying that genuinely to you? They said it in front of the walk. They were kind of rolling their eyes, but but still, the fact that that had happened was was very was the most upsetting part of this to me. And um, I know that on the Israeli side, they have dealt with that also. Dealt with what? Meaning, are they now trying to say that can never happen again? Or they're what? Exa- I'm not I'm not sure what happened. Why would the Israeli police say that if that's not the rule? Or are they just trying to keep quiet? They just don't um, want to deal with it. So I I from what I understood from I I talked for a bit with the police too that it is the acceptable practice it has been the acceptable practice and from now on because of what happened to me and because i cut it on video it it will no longer be the acceptable practice um that you you can say whatever you want up there and and they cannot interfere with that wow so this really might change things yes wow that's very good although before this happened no one knew you couldn't do it (laughs) so they're changing a rule which wasn't implemented but it's still good that it happened were you threatened at all by the walk aside from just telling you not to say this? Um, I mean, at one point they said that they wouldn't release me till I stopped telling like Zionist lies or something like that. Um, but I, I I knew that they couldn't really detain me for, for that amount of time anyways. I did not really feel uh, physically threatened at any point. Now, your blog in the Times of Israel, where you first recorded this and where I first noticed it, has been shared thousands of times. It's gotten a lot of attention. What do you think, Shana, is the reason that this really struck a chord or upset so many people that it's gotten so much notice? So I've been up to the Temple Mount a lot, and and I have personally witnessed, and it's also happened to me other times, where things that were not quite as ridiculous as the story, but but close to it, uh, people being punished. I mean, I've, I've been thrown off there for picking a leaf from an olive tree, touching the dirt. Um, Wait, touching the so- dirt? Yeah, like I, I put my hands down onto the dirt and I, I was thrown off the Temple Mount for that. I think that one, uh, having recorded it, this is really a lot of, and a lot of people don't go up there and they don't know what really happens up there and, and how ridiculous the situation is up there. So really being able to see that, that, that you know, I was up there, I wasn't, I wasn't even praying, I wasn't, I was literally just saying the word temple, um, that that was enough to get me in trouble up there. You also talked in the article about what this possibly says about the possibility of making peace with the Palestinians when they won't yeah. even acknowledge historical truth. Can you elaborate on that right. a little bit? Yeah, um, I, I think 
it's really hard to build a future with people who can't recognize your past, where we came from, where they came from. It's very important for both sides to recognize the history of where we've come from. And, and it makes it very hard for me to believe that, that we can build a future and, and we can have the type of relationship we need to have peace without being able to even acknowledge a truthful history of the other side. So if you could write the rules, if you were in charge of the Temple Mount and you could make rules that would work from your perspective, what would you want to happen up there? Obviously, you don't want them to be able to prohibit saying the word temple, but what other changes would you make if it were in your hands? Um, so the truth is, is that the, the laws have been changed, even though the practice is, is not to let Jews pray up there. It is actually no longer illegal for, for that. Um, but it, it, in practice, um, you're still removed from the Temple Mount a lot of the time for doing that. Um, Wait, what, I, is, what does I, that mean? That it's not illegal, but you still get thrown off for it? What does that even mean? So the, the Temple Mount has a sort of very interesting legal status. It's when it was captured from Jordan we kind of handed it back. Israel was very afraid of what the implications were for controlling it. It's not exactly under Israeli control. So by Israeli law, you actually can currently pray up there. But in practice, it's Jordanian police officers that are enforcing what happens up there. So what you're saying is that Originally, it was actually Israeli law that agreed with Waqif rules that one couldn't pray up there as a Jew, but now Israeli law doesn't agree with it, even though in practice, Israeli law isn't really operative up there. Right. Here in Israel, there's, there's um, a difference between what is law and what is enforced. There, there's actually Israeli laws about this. You can be punished for things that are perceived as illegal. Um, it, it's a very interesting uh, section and also, if things stop being enforced, then they're no longer really illegal. So I, I would love to see that whoever wanted to go up there and pray would be able to, that whoever wanted to walk up there would be able to, that um, people, you know, aren't stopped from going up there. They don't allow you to bring a sidor up there and uh, they'll search your bags for them. I would like to be able to see people bring up prayer books if they want to. Are you going to go up again soon or are you nervous? Um, I, I believe I'll be going up uh, sooner than I would have. Really? Uh, Are you going to Facebook Live it again? I will. I think we're all going to be watching. Shana, thank you very, very much for joining me today. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. Please visit the Jewish Coffee House website at jewishcoffeehouse.com, which has been updated and looks better than ever. You'll find some terrific podcasts there, along with my blog, and the opportunity to support Jewish Coffee House on Patreon, where you can get bonus podcasts like Ask the Rabbis, merch, and more. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is at JewishCoffeeH, and like the Jewish Coffee House Facebook page. See you next time. I'm Scott Kahn on the Orthodox Conundrum on JewishCoffeeHouse.com.